Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Anthony, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me, man. Exciting time for you this past uh, week, huh? Yeah, you know we uh, premiered Turner and Hooch on uh, Disney Plus, so it's been um, it's been you know a whirlwind. I can't wait till we dive into that, but uh, you know I always start off with my interviews with my guests. Where I like to know, like, how did you get here today? Like, uh, what was the path that you took, and you decided you wanted to get into the, the acting world? Yeah, the path I took. Um, you know, there's everyone always asks, like, hey, you know. I, how do I get into it or something like that? And it, it, the path is different for everybody. My path, you know, my, my father um, was a musician. Um, so I kind of grew up around the arts, you know, um, I grew up around musicians and, and he, he, you know, he, he played in a nightclub every night. So, you know, when uh, I'd go on the road with him, you know, we, he'd be playing Vegas and you know, I'd be oh. like, yeah, I'd be like behind the scenes, you know, seen the showgirls and stuff like that. And I thought the coolest thing was that they got free soda. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I just, it was just in my, like performing was in my blood and, um, um, you know, but he did music. And then my, my, my dad's brother, who was kind of like, uh, uh, who's my uncle, who was like a brother to me. Um, Cause we were only 10 years difference. He went to, to music theater. Okay. Um, but I just couldn't, I don't know, I just wasn't into the whole music theater route. So um, I, I went to Boston University School for the Arts and kind of studied Shakespeare and, and, and movement and, 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 you know, straight kind of straight drama, playwriting, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so um, I kind of went, I went that route. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Um- you said your father, like, what kind of music was your father into? Like, was he playing instruments or like things like that? Yeah, he was, he was kind of like the, he was like the MC and he played guitar. Uh-huh. So he kind of introduced the whole things, but it was like a show band. Like, like okay. back in the day when, you know, you'd go to, you know, you'd go and, and see a show and have dinner. You know what I mean? Like, it was okay. like that kind of deal. Um, and it was variety. So it was like, it was, it was called the Society of Seven. Um, and so they did you know everything from medleys to impersonations to you know skits like it was like super fun like throwback to dean martin you know sammy davis jr days i'm a fan of that stuff that's awesome yeah it's super cool super cool how did you how did you know like not get it did you play instruments at all growing up like how did you like decide i play like no i mean i play i play you know drums and guitar and stuff like that so i i always knocked around with it um and it was always, it's always been a kind of like hobby of mine, you know, to play, but I just never kind of went that route. I went to an all boys school and like the all girls schools were having the auditions for, for plays and stuff. So I think, I think I went that route in order to meet, to meet girls. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Awesome. So anyway. So uh, you mentioned Boston university. That's up by neck, neck of my woods. Uh, how did you uh, enjoy Boston? Where are you from? Uh, Massachusetts. I'm from uh, Western Mass. About an oh hour, god. an hour and twenty minutes or so away from Boston. Oh my god! Yeah, I um I went to BU, 
uh, Boston University. So did so did my my wife. Um, you know, we knew each other there, but we we never dated. You know, um, and my son is actually in Rhode Island. I was oh, wow. just I was just there um, a couple of days ago. Actually, it was yeah. that's funny. Um, but yeah, went to went to BU. Um, loved it, man. I, I mean, I lived up in I lived in Fenway Square. I lived in Alston. Uh, you know, caught the tea every day. It was, you, you know, it was, it was, uh, went to the rat sculler a lot, <laughs> like totally awesome. did, you know, totally did Boston for sure. How many years did you spend there? Four, four years. Right. So, so it was a conservatory program. Okay. So what did you do after that? New York, LA, what was the next step? So for me, it was to go to New York. Like I wanted okay. to, you know, with BU, like they didn't let you you couldn't audition and go to and study at the same time. They didn't want oh, people wow. to, to kind of get, they wanted people to focus on the training, which I, I totally agree with. Like, I think that makes sense before you're kind of, you know, trying to get an agent and trying to do this and that. So uh, I was lucky enough. I went down, I, I decided to make the move to New York because my mother, my mother's family is from the East coast from New York. So it was kind of like, oh, I'll just, I'll do, I'll do, maybe I'll do theater, you know, I'll do broad, you know, try to do that thing. Um, and I was lucky enough to kind of land an agent right away um, and made New York uh, my home for like 16, 17 years. And then, um, then after I did a show called Third Watch that, you know, we shot in, in New York. And then after that, around 2005, I moved out to California. Yeah. You mean, you've done some pretty awesome shows when I was doing some research. Like I remember you from Banshee, but you did like screamed the screen, the TV series, you've done voiceover, man. That's like, that's pretty good for since early two was it early nineties that you started acting. I almost said early two thousands, but yeah, late nineties. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, how was it like working on some of those shows? It was great, man. I mean, um, they're all, you know, Banshee was like a special show, man. Like um, the thing, the cool thing about Banshee is, you know, when it first, like Cinemax wasn't Cinemax though, as we know it, like when we first started, it was just kind of like still had that vibe of Skinemax, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and so we were kind of like, what kind of show are we going to be doing? But you got Alan Ball behind it um, and Jonathan Tropper and all these guys, um, Greg Gutenius. Um, and we thought, you know, when we did the show, it was going to just be, it's like an action thriller. Um, we thought like men were going to love it. You know, we thought it was, that was going to be the target audience, but turns out it, the target audience was mostly like women who were totally into the show. Um, and they got their boyfriends or their husbands or whatever to watch the show. And then they loved it too. So it was, it was kind of like a special, Thing. I still look back on that show with, you know, fond memories. I mean, we're doing our, all our own stunts. The show was like just fast and oh yeah, furious and, and like, but it, it had a heart, you know? So it, it was a, it was a really cool show. Um, Scream, we did that in New Orleans. That was pretty amazing. Um, and that's a great franchise. And everyone that was involved in that is, is, is awesome. Um, and that was kind of my, well, I wouldn't say my, first but i that's when i started to kind of you know between scream american horror story haunting of hill house like i started to kind of find a another 
niche of uh, of of like horror stuff or you know kind of elevated horror stuff i, I do i do notice like because uh, you know i'm coming up next with turner and hooch but like you seem like you play a lot of the law enforcement uh characters too <laughs> yeah um yeah i i mean for sure like it's always for public servants you know it's like law enforcement lawyers fbi yeah um um paramedics you know so a lot of that uh, definitely a lot of a lot of those characters or drug uh, dealers <laughs> what do you what do you enjoy better for uh, characters and roles i don't think there's a better i i just i love i love rich characters i love characters that are are three-dimensional i actually love challenges of characters that you know are seemingly unredeemable um and and trying to kind of make trying to make that contradiction work you know how how do you make how do you make someone who you know is the villain or is the bad guy how do you how do you how do you humanize them how do you make it make sense how do you make them a a, a real person as opposed to a caricature yeah. So I, I love that challenge. I, I'd rather do that than play like the straight guy, you know, the the the, the lead hero. Yeah, it's got to be fun playing the bad guy, also the villain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Turner and Hooch, how exciting was this project for you? So Turner and Hooch was awesome. I mean, to be able to one of my first films was um, White Fang Two. That was a Disney film. Um, and I just had a, an amazing time working with with Disney. So to be able to team up with them again on you know with Disney Plus was first first and foremost super exciting. Um, and then to be able to you know kind of carry on the torch of the Turner and Hooch you know franchise uh, or or property is is pretty amazing. Uh, I remember it growing up. You know I don't know anybody who doesn't love Tom Hanks and right. you know the dog in in the original Turner and Hooch, um, so it was it was it was it was pretty cool and it's pretty cool anytime like somebody goes what are you working on you go it's the reboot of Turner and Hooch like everyone knows it right away so you don't have to sit there and go well it's a story about a guy and his dog and you know, you know what I mean so um, it's a really recognizable property and you know therefore it was. Um, you know, we, while it was super cool and, and, and great, it, we felt, you know, the responsibility to honor the original and kind of update it and, and, and do something great with it, you know, within its, within what makes it good mm. um, or what makes it lasting. And so, you know, you've got Matt Nix from Burn Notice and you've got Nick G who directed the pilot who, you know, directs uh who directed charlie's angels and you know the list goes on um you've got a really killer team and then josh peck who's like super charming and you know it's 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 you can't go wrong awesome so yeah so the movie the show takes place like i don't know how many years after but it's supposed to be where it's scott's son is in the law in the law enforcement now and uh pretty much gets a new dog that he hooch yeah, so so Scott Jr., um, Tom Hanks's son, uh, has now gone into law enforcement. He's a he's a, a marshal, um, U.S. marshal, 
um, instead of a detective or, or yeah. a cop, you know, a cop or whatever. Um, so he's part of the U.S. Marshals, uh, which allows us, you know, to do some really great storytelling. Um, you know, the Marshals are just they're just like a, an awesome law enforcement arm. Um, I, this is the first time I'm playing a Marshal, so it was really cool to actually do the research and kind of explore what the marshals are are all about you know um and these guys are you know they're protecting they they, they do like uh personal protection you know of, of like uh of high uh, end assets they deal with like money laundering and forgery and and um and fugitive apprehension so they're they're dealing with the baddest of bad guys and you know there's no there's no gray with them. It's just, it's like they're, they're doing, they're doing great work and they're going after like bad guys, you know? So uh, for your character, James, did you audition for him first? Or did you audition for somebody else? No, I auditioned for him and him alone. Um, you know, I had worked with Matt before Matt Nick's the creator writer on burn notice. So we kind of knew each other. Um, and um you know, we had been kind of wanting to work with each other for, for a while. Um, this project came up, I went in and, you know, it just worked. It just, it was, I think it was the, the perfect mixture of, you know, the chief being kind of like the straight lace kind of yeah. the, the, the straight man to the, to the ridiculous dog and the fumbling, you know, uh, Scott Turner. So um, all of my, all of my, background in in doing kind of Southland and Third Watch and 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 Traveler and all these other shows really um paid off just because you know you can kind of just house that that um law enforcement vibe and and it plays really well off of a slobbering dog right? <laughs> well yeah I mean you, and you gotta like pretty much like from what I've seen so far you gotta keep like a straight face but at the same time you know there's comedy involved in action yeah, it's it's super hard um, for all of us, you know. Like we didn't know what we were walking into. I mean, we knew that it was tough, going to be tough to work with animals and kids. You know, that's the yeah. saying. Um, but you know, you've got you've got like treats in your pocket, and you've got squeaky toys, <laughs> you know, and you've got yeah. you know animal handlers who are amazing on the show, you know, behind you, like where the camera is, and they're they're like waving toys and squeaky toys and all sorts of like bells and whistles to kind of get the animals to do what they need to do. Um, and then, you know, you've got this, this chunk of, of monologue or speech that you've got to get out. And so the concentration level is pretty, pretty intense, you know, just, and then we learned, we learned early on that you just have to roll with it. Like, yeah. you know, you're just going to have to, and you're just going to have, like if the dog, you want the dog to sit, it's going to stand. You want the dog to go left, it's going to go right. I mean, it's just the way that it's going to happen. Um, so we just we just really had to roll with those punches. Um, and, and as a result, you know, the, the creators were great in letting us kind of get what we needed to get. And then they also let us improv, you know. Oh, so, wow. so some of the best stuff is just because the dog decided to go and do this. And then you just went with it, you know. Um. Yeah. So, how many episodes did you guys film for the for the season? We shot twelve. Okay. 
and it's yeah, so and they're still following the same every Wednesday an episode gets released for the next 12 weeks yeah every Wednesday um, a new episode will uh, will will drop um, 12 episodes uh, in the first season and then you know hopefully we'll uh, we'll be doing the second season but it's nice the show is you know it's it's each episode is standalone but there is a there is an there is a through line okay. you know so you could just pick 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 up an episode and watch it because there is a case of the week you know kind of like any any cop show um but there is definitely a an overarching kind of through line that goes goes throughout the the, the first season um when did you guys film this how long were you pretty much on set yeah so we shot this um all of pretty much last year we started august of 2020 okay. um and kind of when we shot this in vancouver and we shot till uh, april of 2021 so it was like solid eight months of wow. of of shooting and we were it was during you know the pandemic and we were in vancouver canada um so we were kind of all stuck like the quarantine it's stuck in Canada. We normally you could just come back and forth. Like if you have five days off or something, you need to come see your family or come back to LA or whatever. But um, the quarantine was 14 days. So, so if you left, you had a quarantine for 14 days when you came back, which made it really difficult. Like you had to have a really long time off in order to, to make it there. And it was, it was just tough. It was, it was, it was, really difficult so like like the days that you weren't on set and you were working what were you allowed to do during all this like just just sit in your room pretty much and hang out or well yeah i mean you know we were lucky in the sense that covid rates were lower in vancouver while we were there i mean they've since kind of gone gone up because they're slower to get the vaccine but um when we were there, it was the, the, the rates were a little bit lower. We were getting tested two to three times a week. And everyone that was that came in contact with us was tested two to three times a week. So we were kind of in a in a in a bubble. Um, now they you know, no one they can't mandate that you don't do anything, but you know, I think everyone on the, in the cast and crew, no one wanted to be the person that like shut production down because they yeah. they had you know were having they, they were engaging in reckless behavior by you know going out to bars or whatever so everyone just kind of laid low and was super cautious and try to take care of themselves and you know luckily you know we only had one or two like unavoidable incidents you know where we we had to like we had to do some contact tracing and stuff but you know we we didn't really lose that much time Everyone was really good about it. So uh, one more question about the show. Like, how was it working with the cast and how was it working with, with Josh? Because I know you have a, you're going to have more scenes with them as we go with each episode. Josh is great. He's like a total pro. Like, he's always prepared. He works the most out of all of us and he never complained. You know, he's just he's he's always positive. He's always he's he's funny, charismatic charming you know he's everything that that um that role needed to be but you know behind the scenes as i said he's also like a pro and he's and he's 
positive and he's great to work with and he's fun to be on set with. And he always knows his stuff and, um, and he's a great guy. So it was great working with him. I mean, the whole cast, we were really lucky. We keep, we kept saying that we really lucked out because everyone was there to work. You know, there was no drama. There was no, you know, kind of, it was just about the work and, 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 you know, for the show, like we got to go there, we got to go to work every day and just try to make each other laugh. So it was, it was, you know, it's just a great experience. Um, The animals were just, they're just beautiful animals. They're such great spirits and each one had a different personality and they were all, you know, great to work with. Um, The producers, um, you know, were all amazing as well. Like they were just, they're just kind, good people, you know, like this industry, you, you can, get some doozies, but we, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, we were fortunate to just have like a really cool, you know, um, cast and crew. So it was just great. That's awesome. So uh, what's next for you? Any other uh, projects that you want to plug away? Yeah. So, you know, we, I just, we, we got back and, and, you know, I hadn't seen my family in like eight months because of the quarantine rule. So I was just happy to kind of chill out be home with the family for a bit. Um, but then I'm just about to start pre-production on a, my first um, film that I'm going to direct. So it's a indie film, small budget, um, but it's, you know, I'm directing it. Um, and I, I wrote the screenplay for it from a play. Um, uh, and it's starring Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah. So that should be pretty killer. And we'll start pre-production or we'll start production um august september and what if i uh, you start what if i if uh, turner hooch gets picked up for season two any idea when you're gonna start filming that yeah that's i mean a lot of factors will go into that but um i i would imagine it would either be at the tail end of this year if we get the pickup um or the beginning of of next year uh, Anthony, uh, lastly, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on uh, social media? Yeah, I'm not a huge social media guy, but um, I'm on I'm on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, so I think my Instagram is like Ant- at Anthony underscore Rui. No, at Anthony dot Rui Vivar. Anthony, this was great, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, all the best. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.